0: Well, praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Joshua chapter number 3. Joshua chapter number 3. I have spoke from this passage before, but with a little bit different of an application than what I want to share with you today. And I think when we look at life today, and we look and see where we are Uh, Things are much different today than they used to be. We find ourselves today probably in greater need of wisdom and discernment than we've probably ever had to have or needed in our lives. What's difficult is is understanding also and realizing that it seems like the more knowledge that we seem to have today and we accumulate, it seems like farther away we are from God. And uh, so, when you consider all that, and you look at all of that, and you begin to wonder, and you begin to think about all of these things, and you begin to think about life, uh, when we consider life and we consider where we are, one of the things that is necessary sometimes is for us to understand and consider um, just just the magnitude of the opportunities that we have today as a result of where we do find ourselves and what's taking place in our lives. And I know the uncertainty that exists today and the difficulty that most people have today. But I won't... Listen, there is hope. There is rejoicing. There is blessing. There are people coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Things are still happening today regardless of where we find ourselves Because sometimes I think we lose sight of this fact. God is still at work regardless of where we may find ourselves today. And I know sometimes life gets uncomfortable. But one of the things that we also need to understand and realize is as we move through this process, as we move along, and as as the world moves along and the things that take place and as God brings things to fruition... One of the things that we need to understand, especially from Scripture, and if you're not prepared for this, you need to prepare yourself for it now, things are not going to get better. They're not. So how do we live in spite of and in light of where we are today? As you come to Joshua chapter number 3, the world has changed significantly for the children of Israel. Israel. Matter of fact, they find themselves in a place they had never been before. They find themselves in a situation and a circumstance that they had never been in before. It was all new to them. And matter of fact, one of the only things that they really knew at this point in time is, you're getting ready to go into a land you've never seen before. And matter of fact, this is going to be your new home. This is where you're going uh, to live out the rest of your days, is in this land called Canaan. And matter of fact, it is inhabited. And in matter of fact, there are things in the land of Canaan that you have absolutely no understanding of. You don't know the ramifications, you don't know what's taking place there, but you're still going in there anyway under the leadership of Joshua. And so as you come to Joshua chapter 3, I want you to notice verse 1 through 4. And I want you to notice as it's recorded for us, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and he and all the sons of Israel set out from Shittim and came to the Jordan. And they lodged there before they crossed. And at the end of three days, the officers went through the midst of the camp. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God with the Levitical priest carrying it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. However, you know, you always get concerned when everything looks good, and then somebody comes right behind it with however. However. This is one of those cases where we see a However. It's not a but, it's not a therefore, it's a however. And I want you to notice in verse 4 what it says. However, there shall be between you and it a distance of about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you shall go. And I want you to notice the last phrase in verse number 4. For you have not passed this way before none of us in this building today have passed this way before but I'm thankful today that the God that we serve is already there because he's the same yesterday today and forever the God that you and I serve today is not bound by space and time past present or future has no bearing on who God is Does God know what is ahead of us? He does. Does God know exactly where we are today? He does. Can we trust him to carry us through to he calls us home? We can. And how can we do that? We can do that because of who he is. How great is our God. Blessed be his holy name that we worship and serve every day but when we consider that and we consider the magnitude of it how many or how oftentimes does that become simply as no more than just mere words that roll off the end of our tongues and out of our mouths because we have done it for so long but do we honestly and truly believe that God is present today and can carry us through and get us to where we need to be that's the question that all of us have to come to the point that we answer at some point in time. Understanding and realizing that God is faithful as the one who has called us to the place that we need to be. Now you see something else interesting in verse number 4. There's a distance that's there. And that distance of some 2,000 cubits. And we often wonder sometimes why, why that difference? Why that distance that's there? The distance was for the purpose of the people knowing the way that they should walk in. So in other words, the ark was going to go before them. The ark was going to set the distance and the ark was going to set the direction. And they were to follow that ark. And they were to follow the Levites who were responsible for carrying the ark. And the reason for that and the question that comes to everybody's mind, why are they going to follow the ark? Because they're getting ready to travel a direction that they had never been before. So who are you going to follow today? Who are you going to place your trust and faith in? Who are you going to get the wisdom and discernment that you need to navigate the life that we live in today? I hope and pray that you're going to get your direction from God himself. Because the wisdom that we need today and the discernment that we need today is a godly wisdom and a godly discernment that only comes from God himself. But here's what it requires. It requires for us to submit ourselves to his leading. If we don't surrender and submit ourselves to his leading... Just like here in Joshua chapter number 4, if the children of Israel chose not to follow what Joshua has laid out, what do you think is going to get them? Absolutely nothing more than chaos. And so as we consider where we are today as a church, who are we going to follow? Let's follow the Lord. I'm hoping that's what all of us desire and we seek and search god what would you have us to do god what direction would you have us to go god what would you have us accomplish where we find ourselves at today and my dear friend please listen to me it makes absolutely no difference where we find ourselves today god is still on the throne and god is still at work just as he was here in the children of israel in joshua chapter number three nothing's changed My dear friend, he's the same God today as he was then. And also, when you consider this passage of Scripture, it was new territory. They didn't know where they were. They didn't know what was going on. And I can say this to you this morning, without the Lord's guidance and leadership... They would not know the direction that they needed to take. They would not know where they needed to go. They would not know where they needed to come in at. They would not know how to do what they had been called to accomplish if they chose to do things on their own. But God had a specific plan. And think about this with me. They're getting ready to cross the Jordan River. Now, I've seen the Jordan River, all right? And I can tell you this, it's... It's it doesn't look that big, okay, when you first see it. But at this moment in time when they're getting ready to cross, it's out of its banks, okay? Because of the period of time that the Jordan River flows there are different periods of time when the Jordan River will be out of its banks. This is one of those times. And let me say this to you, the only way they can get to the other side is to cross that Jordan River. And these Israelites had never crossed a river like they're getting ready to cross this one before. And matter of fact, when you also consider the magnitude of this, they're going into an unknown land of Canaan, crossing a river they had never crossed in this manner before with a mandate to do something that they had never done before. Now, think about that. They're going to a land they'd never been before, with a mandate they had never been associated with before, and they're going to cross a river that they've never crossed this manner before. And oh, by the way, these Israelites are not the ones who crossed the Red Sea. So I don't know about you, but it would look to me like a pretty monumental task that lay ahead of them. And how easy it would have been to have said, I don't think so i think i'll just stay right here things are more comfortable right here folks please listen to me it may be comfortable but this is not what god intends for us to remain god has something much greater for us god has such uh, something much greater ahead of us but we're never going to understand it we're never going to be a part of it until we take that walk and that step of faith and just follow god for what god's called us to be and to do i don't know about you but here's what joshua said joshua basically said all right lord if this is what you desire and god if this is what you want then this is what we're going to do and imagine being joshua having to get all of them together to do all of this i'm a listen i've often tried to put myself in the place of some of these like like joshua imagine Joshua orchestrating putting all of this together let me say something to you this morning he would have never accomplished it without God and that was something in the beginning verses of chapter number one that you understand and realize the relationship that existed between God and Joshua was to the point that Joshua received all of his encouragement and everything did it did it did it cost the task that Joshua had been called to do did it did it lessen or or bring it back down to some level that humanly possible he could have initiated on his own the answer to that question is no it did not but let me tell you what it calls Joshua to understand and see he listen in order for to be accomplished what needed to be accomplished Joshua would have to find himself in a relationship with God and for God to accomplish what was going to happen I can tell you this morning in order for us to accomplish what the church has been called to do, you and I will not do it on our own merit or in our own strength or in our own abilities or in our own wisdom. The only way it will be accomplished is when we trust God and follow God, seek God's wisdom and discernment, and then step out by faith and do what we've been called to do. The Israelites... As they kept this proper distance, 2,000 cubits is what God has instructed to Joshua. 2,000 cubits distance between them and the ark. A reverent distance from the ark of the covenant. Is there something that can be learned from that distance of 2,000 cubits from the ark of the covenant? I believe it is. It was a further lesson for the children of Israel as they prepared to go into the land of Canaan. And what was that going to be? It was going to show them the way in which they should walk, both physically and spiritually. Because the ark represented the very presence of God. And to keep the distance from that ark. Why? Because it's holy. And my dear friend, as we consider our relationship with God, we need to understand that God is holy. That's who he is. And as we understand the significance of who he is and who we are, and understanding and realizing just what we've been called to do. There's three things that I want to share with you real quickly this morning concerning this passage of Scripture. Number one, we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear the life that we live, the world that we live in today. There's no reason for us to be afraid. There's no reason for us to fear. Matter of fact, if you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter number 10, Matthew chapter ten, as we look at the instructions that were given, as Jesus shared what it means to be a disciple, what it means to follow Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter number ten, beginning in verse twenty four. A disciple is not above his teacher nor a servant or slave above his master it is enough for the disciple that he becomes like his teacher and the slave or the servant like his master so if they've called the head of the house Beelzebub how much more will they malign the members of his household notice verse 26 therefore do not fear them for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known what I tell you in darkness speak in the light and what you hear whispered in your ear proclaim from the housetops. Now notice verse 28. Do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a cent or a farthing and yet... Not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Yeah, even those who may have lost it, God still knows. All right? So do not fear. Please listen to me. You're more valuable. You're more valuable than many sparrows. Psalm 139 in verse 14 says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 said, Let us make man in our image. Do we understand and realize we've been created in the very image of God himself? That's who we are. Are we important to God? We are. Are you important to him today? You are. Whether we understand that sometimes and we we see what's happening in life and we watch all of these things that are taking place and sometimes we wonder, well, where is he? Are you ready for this? He's still there. And aren't you thankful today we're not robots? Aren't you thankful today that God gives us a choice? God's given us a will to choose in this life. As you close out the book of Joshua, one of the things, there's a passage of scripture in Joshua that many of us are very familiar with. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Will we? How important is He to us? We have no reason to fear. Number two, God is faithful. I know we say that all the time and we hear that all the time. God is faithful let me ask you a question do you believe it today do you believe that God is faithful let me tell you something I do and I can tell you standing here this morning I've seen him over and 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 over some of y'all are wondering how long preacher are you going to do that Let me tell you why. Because you can't exhaust it. You can't exhaust it when you consider what he's done for us. Matter of fact, if God does nothing else for you than save you, he's faithful. Look at chapter 1 and verse 5 of Joshua. I'm sorry, go back to Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, look at verse 5 and verse number 9. Joshua chapter number 1, look at verse 5 and verse number 9. I still hear some pages turning, all right? Joshua chapter 1, verse 5 and verse 9, look at verse 5. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. And notice what he says, I will not fail you I will not forsake you he said I won't fail or forsake you and my dear friend I can tell you in the affirmative today he will not fail you nor forsake you regardless of what is going on in your life he is still there now look at down at verse number 9 and if that wasn't enough God tells him again God tells him again. Look at verse number 9. Have I not commanded you to be what? To be strong and courageous. Church, if I could encourage you with something today, here it is. Be strong and courageous. God is still on the throne. Where we are today is not less than what we've been called to do. Where we find ourselves today has not removed nor eliminated the responsibility that we have today to be bearers of the good news of Jesus Christ. Has it changed? It's who we still are. Be strong, be courageous. Don't tremble or be dismayed. Now look at the last part of verse number 9 for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Are you a believer? If you're a believer today, guess who you carry with you everywhere you go? Now listen carefully. Everywhere you go. and you ready for this? And he sees and knows everything you do. Let me tell you who he is. How many of y'all don't know you? I got somebody with you all the time. Let me tell you who it is. The Holy Spirit. God gave us the Holy Spirit. God gave us the Holy Spirit. Number three. God knows where we are. Aren't you thankful God knows where we are? He knows exactly where we are. Look at Joshua 3. Look at verse 14 through verse 16. Joshua chapter 3, look at verse 14 through verse 16. And let me say this to you. Verse 14 through verse 16 kind of serve as the climax of the chapter. It's kind of that climax. it, It all kind of builds to this in verse 14 through verse 16. So when the people set out from their tents to cross the Jordan with the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and when those who carried the Ark came into the Jordan and the feet of the priests carrying the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all of its banks all the days of harvest, and that's where they are. The waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose up in one heap a great distance away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan. And those which were flowing down toward the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off, so the people crossed opposite of Jericho. And the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground. This is in verse 17, until all the nation had finished crossing the Jordan. On what? On dry ground. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And the waters of the Jordan heaped up on the one side to where it was completely cut off of it flowing south toward the Dead Sea. And the priests, as they stood in the middle on dry ground, and all of the nation of Israel crossed on dry ground. So what do we see here? You know, we sang a song this morning entitled, How Great Is Our God? Let me tell you what you see in verse 14 through verse 17. We have affirmed for us the greatness of God, His power and His intervention on His people's behalf that's what we see and I don't know about you today but I'm thankful I am thankful that God's greatness and his power and his intervention can still be seen today why are you ready for this because this same God in Joshua chapter 3 is the same God you and I serve today. He's not changed. Let me tell you something. We miss out on more, and we give, we give attributes and contributions sometimes to other things when in fact, God is the one who provides now hold on here's what we always do with this passage of scripture we make this big deal that they went across on dry ground and that the priests were standing on dry ground the point is not so much that the people and the priests were able to cross over the Jordan and on dry ground but it's the way they were able to cross it was out of its banks. You ready for this? Let me tell you the way they were able to cross. Yeah, it was on dry ground. But let, me share let me share something with you this morning. It was by a glorious and a mighty miracle of a holy God. That's what happened. That's what they saw. Finally, today, we have to keep our eyes focused. We have to keep them focused on the right thing. And what is the right thing? Brother Arlen went home to be with the right thing on Thursday. See, Brother Arlen and I, used to, we, we talked a great deal. And we talked about, even when Miss D went home to be with the Lord, we talked about what it must be like for Miss D. And he used to go through and recount how he was looking for that day in his own life when it would come, wondering what it would be like. And I can only imagine today what Arlen experienced on. He used to talk about when God saved him. He used to talk about seeing God do miraculous things over and over and over again. And you want to know something today? I'm just going to be honest with you. This is from my heart to you. Not that I'm looking to go today or tomorrow, but sometimes I'm just a little envious of where he is. Because I have an over- over overwhelming desire in my heart to be with the one who loved me so and then I have to remind myself I don't have to go there to be with him I can be with him every minute every second of every day turn with me to first second to second Timothy I'm sorry second Timothy chapter one and I'll finish with this 2 Timothy chapter number 1. We must keep our eyes focused on the upcoming or on the coming promise and the hope for the believer. I don't know about you. We used to sing a song. I haven't heard it in a while. But I can tell you this. It was in the Green Broadman hymnal. Okay. But I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Notice what Paul as he's writing to Timothy what he shares. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoners, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all of eternity. But now has been revealed By the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Verse 11. For which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. For this reason I also suffer these things. For I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that. I committed which I entrusted to guard it until that day my dear friend this morning we don't have to fear he is faithful he knows where we are Let's just keep our focus where it needs to be. And understanding that God has called us to a great task ahead of us. I had an interesting conversation Friday evening with an individual who has gone through a great deal. A lot of uncertainty in his life, but he's a believer. And I guess probably what went home more than anything else is the statement that he made to me as we were getting ready to close the conversation. And as I listened, my heart just, you know, sometimes we just don't really know how blessed we are until sometimes you sit down and have a conversation with another believer and where and what may be going on in their own lives. But here's what he told me at the end of the day. He said, I try not to let myself focus on today. He said, I just try to keep looking forward to tomorrow. Because I know who holds tomorrow. And I know who will take and get me through to tomorrow. My folks, if I could encourage your heart with this this morning, we know who holds tomorrow. We know who holds next year. We know who holds the future, don't we? His name in God. His name is God. So, as Joshua, there's no need for us to fear even when the enemy comes. He is faithful. Who called us? Who called us to do what we've been called to do? Amen? Let's bow our heads together as we pray. Father. I thank you for this day. Father, I thank you for the the privilege that we have to gather here this morning. And father, I'm thankful today that that we can still worship you whether it's here in this building or whether it's in our own homes Father, we can still have time with you. And so, Father, I pray today that we would keep our eyes focused on you, that we would keep our eyes focused on the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. That we would run with patience the race that has been set before us. That we would lay aside every weight in the sin that, that so easily besets us. And let us run with patience. Let us run with strength and courage, giving it everything we've got. you take us home Father I pray that all of those who are gathered here today and who are watching live with us this morning Father I pray that you would strengthen their, their hearts I pray that you would just provide in their hearts during this time what only you can and then Father I pray for that one who may not know you as their Savior, as the Lord of their life. Father, who have never had a time in their life where they've called on the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that today would be that day. So, Father, I pray in the next few moments, as we share together in the time of invitation as you speak to our hearts will may we be obedient to answer and we ask all of this in Jesus name and for his sake amen I'm going to ask you to stand together with me we're going to sing a hymn of invitation this morning and I want it to be a hymn of praise and encouragement and strength because the name of this song is turn your eyes upon Jesus that's where we need to turn them today amen As Brother Red leads us this morning, let the words just sink into our hearts as we sing it together.
1: Brother Red. Oh soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior And life more abundant and free Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in His wonderful face the things of earth will grow strangely dim In the light of His glory and grace Through death into life everlasting He passed and we followed Him there sin no more hath minion for more than conquerors we are. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. his glory and the grace
0: all right if you'll remain standing with me for just a moment we're going to attempt to do this in an orderly fashion okay we're gonna come now to the time of the service where we have an opportunity to worship through our giving So we're going to give you an opportunity to be seated. We do have some offering plates in just a moment. We're going to pray, and then we'll be seated. And they're going to start passing the offering plates through to you, okay? So if it looks like things are just kind of not sure where the offering plate's going, you want it, just grab it, okay? (laughs) And put in there whatever you want to put in it, all right? But let's pray together this morning, and uh, I think all the ushers are ready and in place. All right? So let's bow our heads together as we pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be in this place today. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to give and to worship through our giving. And so, Father, we pray and ask this morning that you would take these gifts, you would use them, you would multiply them for the furtherance of the gospel and for the kingdom around the world, and we ask all of this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You can be seated. Say this, uh, they have been coming for quite a while and uh, they've been desiring to join and unite with us here. Uh, but Miss Vicki has had some knee problems and she recently underwent knee replacement surgery. And they said they wanted to both be able to walk up front when they join. And so they're both here and they both walked up here, okay. And so we thank the Lord for them and uh, coming and desiring to unite here with us at Ascension Baptist Church. And it feels like they've been here uh, for quite a while and just been a part of us, but they wanted to come and make it formal. And uh, so we praise the Lord for that. And I just trust that it will be a blessing to y'all as much as you've already been to us as well. And she's standing up here on her own. She walked up here after knee replacement surgery. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. I hope today has been an encouragement to your heart that the God that we serve is still there. Amen? Still there. Somebody asked me about tonight. Uh, I know tonight we'll be in here at six o'clock, okay, as we continue our study. So you notice how spread out it is. OK? You can come back tonight. okay? <laughs> as we continue to study the Word of God together. But it is good to see you. We're glad that you're here. Let's stand. We'll be dismissed. Here's what we're not going to do this morning. I'm not going to have you come by and shake their hand and hug their neck. So here's what I want you to do. From where you are out there to them, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go like this. Are you ready? And on the count of three. (laughs) Okay. Or if you're a hugger, if you're a hugger, you can do this. Okay. Hug them. All right. Let's bow our heads together and we'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. Father, we love you. We thank you for the privilege that we have to serve you. Father, as we leave this place today, may we be an image bearer of the one who loves us so. May we carry the, the great news of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ to all of those we come in contact with every day. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your promise that you would never leave us nor forsake us. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You're dismissed.